Let's turn back the clock. I have a story to tell you. So back in season one, things were going really well with the walkthrough. I'd done a few episodes in a row that I thought were really good. I was getting good listener feedback. The show was growing. We were riding the wave of success. And then one day, I got a message from a listener. This agent mentioned that he enjoyed the show, but he also very firmly let me know I was missing something. I was bringing in these guests to share tips and advice, but he said, what's the ROI on all this? The tips and ideas sound great, but you need to ask them, what does it cost and what's the return on investment? Well, just between you and me, I was kind of pissed off in that moment, all right? It felt like I was being scolded. My pride was getting in the way. Someone came in and took away my confidence with one short message. Then the next day, I was like, hmm, he's right. Yeah, he's right. And there's a point in season one, you could probably go back and figure it out by listening to those episodes, but there's a point where you'll notice me start to ask about the ROI of what my guests were talking about. So there's accountability in podcasting, just like there's accountability in real estate. I'm accountable to my superiors and coworkers here at Homelight, but I'm also accountable to you, my listener. Sometimes you need that little push from someone else to get you moving in the right direction. But listen to this. This is a clip from season two. Jordan Freed was my guest, episode 58. Jordan is a coach in the Keller Williams MAPS program. He, in fact, he coaches a handful of the Homelight elite agents and top producers that you've heard on this show. He's their coach. Well, listen to Jordan talk about accountability and getting pushed. And what, what that is, is if somebody comes to me, Matt, and goes, I need a high level of accountability. Okay, here's the problem. Here's the real problem. You're not so in love with your vision that you're being pulled and you're asking me to push you. And I don't have the energy to push you. Not, not over the long haul. Sure, a week or two every now and then. So we're going to reformat that. And we're going to figure out how you can get pulled to something and versus me getting behind you and pushing. Because that's like the difference between laying a piece of rope on a table and trying to push it versus just grabbing the end and pulling it. So accountability isn't just giving someone a push like the one that listener gave me back in season one. It's also about creating something that pulls, something that helps you pull yourself if you're a solo agent or helps your team members pull themselves where they want to go. There are as many ways to bring accountability into your real estate business as there are ways to get a new lead or to market your new listing. But whatever it looks like, it's important to remember this. The agents who are at the top of their game didn't get there without accountability. This is our 100th episode, and it's supersized. Not just one guest, no, no. We've got 11 super successful agents and coaches sharing what accountability looks like for them. This is the walkthrough. Hi there, how are you? My name is Matt McGee. Welcome to the walkthrough. This is a weekly podcast. New episodes come out every Monday morning. This is the show where you'll learn what's working right now from the best real estate agents and industry experts in the country. At Homelight, we believe in real estate agents. We're here to explore how great agents grow their business, 
stand out from the crowd, and become irreplaceable. Accountability. It's a subject that has come up more than a few times, I would say, in our 99 episodes of The Walkthrough. I promised at the end of last season, I don't know, do you remember? I said we were going to talk more about accountability this year in season three, and that's exactly what we're doing today. Now, one thing I've learned from you in doing 100 episodes is that accountability comes in many different forms. So rather than bring in just one guest to talk about it, you're going to hear a bunch of different viewpoints, different approaches to creating accountability. Now, some of those will come from past episodes that maybe you've heard before, but most will be fresh because here's what we've done. With just about every episode that we did this year, I've spent a few extra minutes at the end of the conversation talking with my guests about accountability. We recorded that part of the conversation too, saved it up, and you're going to hear that stuff today. You're going to hear the why, the what, and the how today. You'll hear specifics on how super successful teams create accountability. We'll also talk about accountability as a solo agent. At the end of the show, we'll do our takeaway segment like normal, and then I'm going to share some quick thoughts and some thank yous on our 100th episode. So if you're ready, let's dive right in. A few moments ago, Jordan Freed said accountability isn't just about pushing yourself or your team to success. It's about finding something that pulls you. Now, you met Barrett Spray earlier this season, episodes 81 and 82. Barrett takes that push-pull metaphor and turns it into the carrot and the stick. And Barrett says accountability begins by finding true motivation. When I first started as a coach, I understood accountability as either a carrot or a stick. You either led somebody along with um, something that they wanted, or you whacked them on the behind if they weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing. And that only works for a very short period of time. What I've learned is through the interview process, you go very deep on motivation. And what motivation is, is not, frankly, what most, most people think. Um, most people think I'm motivated by my job or the money or my family or by philanthropy. And, and that's kind of the, the outside of it. However, when you go deeper, motivation is truly personal satisfaction. It is, I want to, to show my family that I, I can win. I want to, to show the people around me um, why I am a success. There's, there's feelings underneath there that are the true motivation. It's not the, the money. And when you dig down into that, that is where accountability comes from. And you are creating the emotional accountability of do you want to let your family down? Do you want them to see what happens when you don't do your job? Do you want to let your family down? Family can be a strong pull mechanism or a carrot in Barrett's terms. It sure was for Shahida Hill. You heard Shahida back in episode 87 this year when she talked all about overcoming your fear of video. And for her, the accountability to keep making those videos, even when she didn't want to, came from her kids. 
I think that everybody needs to have um, their own accountability and their own why. Because what I realized from the team and the reason why I kind of moved away from the team was everybody's why in that team wasn't as strong as mine. Like I wanted them all to get on channels and all do videos, do a video every day. But like I said, in my beginning part, my children were like kind of my accountability partners. I said, I, I said, I told them and they were probably, you know, kindergarten, second grade at the time. I said, give me a year and I'll be able to pick you up from school on time. Right. So that was my goal. And that's who held me accountable, even though they maybe didn't say anything, but I knew they knew in their mind, okay, we're not going to say anything to mommy about picking us up at, you know, five o'clock, five thirty, because she said, give her a year and she'll pick us up on time. And I always knew that they didn't forget that. So they held me accountable. So even when I didn't feel like making videos, because you're not going to always feel like making videos. You're not going to feel like making your calls. You're not going to feel like doing whatever kind of marketing you have to do. You're not always going to feel like it. But I think Ryan Serhant, one of his books said, the difference between a professional and an amateur is you do it anyway. Like a professional does whatever they're responsible for anyway. Where amateur is like, I don't feel like it today. I'm not going to do it. For Shahida, there was a vision of what her future and her family's future could look like if she kept herself accountable. She did, and she was able to keep that promise to her kids to pick them up as soon as school was over each day. Now, as I was asking this year's guests about accountability, one of my favorite replies came from Jordan Davis. She shared her system for open houses back in episode 88. You may remember that one. When we talked about how she approaches team accountability, she also talked about the agent's preferred future, just like Shahida talked about. Jordan also explains that if you're a team leader and if you love your team, you've got to hold them accountable. So to me, accountability with our organization is about me loving somebody enough to hold them accountable before their bank account does. And by being willing to have the hard conversations with somebody and letting them know what's ahead for them, I can prevent them from going down that avenue and help keep them in this business. When you phrase it that way, people start to fall in love with accountability, especially when it's predictable results that help them get to their preferred future. A lack of accountability is just a lack of accounting. They don't want to do the numbers. They don't want to see it. What we do is have our agents report in so that we can help them do the accounting. And then the accountability conversation becomes very, very easy. We get clear with our agents on what it takes to win the week and to know that they can rest their head at night and they did a good job. Because what happens is your overachievers never stop working and they burn out and your underachievers overestimate the amount of activity that they did when they didn't actually do enough activity to hit their goal. So the clarity and the reporting and taking that off their hands helps the accountability become really easy. And if you find yourself struggling with having the accountability conversation with people in your organization or your life, it really just comes back to an understanding of loving them. And that by doing so, you're actually showing them that you love them and you want to help them create their preferred future. Did you catch what Jordan said right at the beginning of that clip? That first sentence is so great. Chris, let's just, uh, let's replay that bit again, all right? So to me, accountability with our organization is about me loving somebody enough to hold them accountable before their bank account does. 
hold them accountable before their bank account does. I've never heard it put quite that way, have you? I love it though. It's true, either you have accountability in your business and you get pushed and pulled towards success, or you don't have it, and then your bank account holds you accountable. At that point, maybe you have no choice but to find another career so you can pay the bills. Now, one of my all-time favorite quotes on this show came from a guest in season two. Isaac Guzman was on the show. It was episodes 54 and 55. We were talking about lead follow-up. I didn't really expect the conversation to veer into accountability, but it did. I was asking Isaac about the importance of consistent follow-up sticking with the system and making all the necessary contacts. And that's when he shifted the conversation to accountability. What people don't realize is that there is a lever in consistency. And the lever in consistency is accountability. The reason you don't, you're not consistent at something or I'm not consistent at something is because I chose not to have somebody um, help me stay accountable in that particular area. So here's a couple forms of accountability. Accountability partners, sure. A coach, better. Spending a lot of money on something that if it doesn't work, you feel like an idiot. It's a great accountability partner, right? And so a lot of reasons we don't spend money on things that we could spend money on is because we're like, ah, I probably won't do it. And then if I don't do it, I'm going to feel stupid. That's actually the reason you should do it. So cons- the, the number one lever in, in pulling any of this stuff off is consistency. But the number one lever inside of consistency is accountability. Accountability creates consistency. Consistency creates success. So Isaac just listed a couple specific ways to create accountability. He talked about coaching, accountability partners, he even talked about spending money, a kind of unique way to think about it. As I said earlier, accountability comes in many different forms. In just a moment, we'll get really specific with a handful of top agents. They're going to share exactly what accountability looks like in their business. And there's some special guidance for solo agents, too. That's coming right up. Hi, this is Matt McGee. Before new clients contact you, many will go online to check out your reviews. Guess what? The same thing happens in podcasting. Before an agent decides to listen to the walkthrough, many will check out the reviews from current listeners. So I have a favor to ask. If you enjoy and get value from the walkthrough, please rate and review us in whatever app you use to listen, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any other app, it's easy to do. You'll be helping us and helping other agents at the same time. And that's what we call a win-win. You heard Isaac Guzman mention coaching and accountability partners as two ways to create accountability. Now let's go deeper and find out from some of our past guests exactly what they do. Let's go all the way back, in fact, to season number one. We did a three-part series on converting online leads with two of our Homelight elite agents, Elmer Morales and Jackie Soto from eHomes in Southern California. They took us step-by-step through their exact system for converting online leads. Now, for eHomes, Pipeline Review is one of the main tools for keeping the team accountable. They have admins whose job is to record and listen to phone calls and then review the good and the bad with each agent. Here's how Elmer Morales explained it. Pipeline Review is something that gets addressed actually every week. 
So our database manager's job is to sit there and listen to phone calls, great phone calls, and then sends them over to the to uh, Frank, who's our our production manager. He sits with the agent once a week for 30 to 45 minutes. They discuss all the new leads that the buyer that the agent has taken on. They discuss all their old leads, and then they discuss the new phone calls that were listened to. And he might address any issues that might have come up, or also. Uh, any wins that might have come up during that phone call. Regular meetings were a common theme in all these conversations about accountability. Elmer just talked about weekly meetings to review phone calls. Of course, those aren't the only meetings eHomes does. Many teams do daily meetings to stay on course and create accountability. Kimberly Meserve was on the show earlier this year, episode 90. She said her team is aggressive about accountability. It's one of the first things that they discuss when a new agent joins the team. Listen as she talks about doing both weekly one-on-one meetings and then daily team meetings to go over goals and commitments. My role in leading the team is to coach my agents in that capacity. So what accountability looks like for us is everybody on our team has a weekly four-on-one conversation. So the four-on-one is a Keller Williams tool for anybody that isn't familiar with it. And it stands for your one-year goal, your one-month goal, and then your four weeks of the year. So each week we're talking, okay, where are you in progress to hitting your goal? Um, If you didn't do what you were going to do last week, what got in the way? What can we do to avoid that happening again this week? What's the most important thing that we need to focus on to move your business forward today? So that's a conversation that we have once a week, every person one-on-one. And then every day we have a team power-up call for 15 minutes in the morning. On that call, we are sharing our commitments. So um, that's like one of my biggest words for the year is commitment. And that looks like yesterday I committed to making this many dials, this many contacts, setting this many appointments through these activities. What I actually did was X, Y, and Z. And today I'm committing to making this many dials, this many contacts, and setting this many appointments through these activities. So everybody is sharing that with everybody else in the group. And it's a lot harder to hide when you're showing up consistently, like not hitting your goals. That's not a great feeling. And we don't do that to shame anybody. It's really just so that people understand like the importance of when you make a commitment, it means that you will do whatever it takes to make that happen. Beyond meetings, another common theme from all of these conversations was the idea of using scoreboards as motivation. Now, I remember about five years ago, I think it was, before my wife formed her team, we went up to Spokane to job shadow one of the top teams up there, a team that is uh, actually run by a friend of my wife's. I remember walking into their office and the first thing I saw was this big monitor. I think it was like a I don't know, maybe a 55 or a 70-inch TV, something like that. It had all kinds of numbers and charts and data showing the team's overall performance, like how many leads had they gotten that week, how many closings did they have. But then it also kind of slid through different, uh, different images. It had individual agent performance as well, how many appointments were scheduled, how many appointments were held. Now, I'm a numbers geek, so... I loved that stuff, and I loved it in season two when Shannon Steer talked about scoreboards 
as an accountability tool for her small team in the Kansas City area. She was on episode 72. We were talking about small team lead conversion. Listen here as she talks about using meetings and a team planner and scoreboards to create accountability. So scoreboards are important. Having a scoreboard in public is super important for teams. You would never go to an NFL game like the Chiefs and not have a scoreboard up to know exactly what's happening with everybody. So a scoreboard's important. And then we developed a planner, Matt, that basically it's for our accountability and our coaching for our team members. I, I use it too. I mean, I carry it. I carry it everywhere with me because it is a way for me to dump my head and actually be present with where I am. So once a week we coach. We go over the planner, what's happened in the last week, where are your leads, where are your deals, where are you at in your 12-week year goals, how do we get you there? And it's not about like being hard on people or whipping people. To me, coaching is about helping them strategically lift them up and help them get to where they want to go. Those are some specific things that teams and team leaders are doing to create accountability. Now, I hear you, solo agent. What about me? How do I create accountability for myself? Okay, I'm going to give you one answer, and then my guests are going to kind of disagree with me a bit. I think if you're a super, super disciplined person, if you time block, if you have systems and processes for your solo agent business, and if you have that discipline to stay true to all of that, I think there's at least some level of personal accountability you can achieve. Now, I might be naive because my guests don't necessarily agree. In fact, Dr. Carlton Bell has some very strong opinions about trying to create accountability on your own. You remember Dr. Bell from episode 94. He's been a solo agent his whole career. He's now a Tom Ferry coach. Well, I asked Dr. Bell to put on his real estate coach hat and talk to me about accountability as a solo agent. Here's what he said. I don't think anybody can hold themselves accountable. I don't. I think what you need to have is I need, I think you need to have a strong team of individuals around you that you absolutely trust and that you absolutely respect the opinion of those individuals. They can be individuals within your profession or they can be business partners in your profession. For example, Let's say the team that I've been speaking of earlier, those were my accountability people initially coming out of the gate. So what I did was I took them all out to lunch and I set before them what my goals were for the upcoming year. And then I said to them, I'm giving you an opportunity whenever you see me or at will to call me to make sure that I'm doing what it is that I'm supposed to be doing at any point in time. And then if I'm not doing what it is that I should be doing, then you also have the right to say to me whatever it is that you want to say to me in regards to me obtaining the goal, okay? Because if I try to hold myself accountable, then what happens when on those days when I just don't feel like doing it, you know? Um, it's, it's, it's what I always refer to when people say, well, I want you to hold me accountable. I can hold you accountable, but do you have the mental toughness to handle it? I can hold you accountable all day long, but if I'm not, if I'm not engaging you in your accountability, meaning 
challenging you on your mental toughness on those days where you don't perform at the level in which I know you can perform at, then I'm not doing my job when you say to me, I need you to hold me accountable. The value of being in a group setting also came up when I asked Portland agent Nick Crowder about accountability. You heard him in episodes 91 and 92. When we talked about accountability, Nick brought up the power of being together in a room, making your calls together, doing your lead gen together, doing your follow-up. That's where you get real opportunities to learn and grow. You have to be accountable to yourself, but I think working together and keeping a scoreboard. So, you know, we'll, I, I really try to get people to do lead gen every day together. It doesn't always work. But if you can do that, it's really powerful because what happens is if you've got three people or four people on a team and you all commit to calling for one hour and you each talk to 10 people, someone's going to set three appointments with 10 people and someone's going to set zero. Obviously, when you're the person that set the three appointments and 10 conversations, you feel great. But when you're the agent that called 10 people and 10 people said, I don't need anything, thanks for calling goodbye, you feel bad. That's human nature. But when you see across the room, oh my gosh, look, they they got three appointments. You either have the opportunity to learn to get better or ask different questions, or it just wasn't your day. And so if you can see it work for other people and know it works, it can work for you, you're more likely to show up the next day. And then someday that week or next week, you're going to be the person that calls 10 people and sets three appointments, and you're going to feel really great about it. Where people lose is when they they have two days where things don't work and they go, it's always going to be like this. It's never going to work. I give up. And so being persistent is just so much, there's so much power in that. And I think working together as a group, having a goal for yourself and for the team is as powerful. Okay, one more quote about accountability. This one I think offers food for thought for both solo agents and team agents. I think it offers food for thought for both new and veteran agents. It comes from Monique Walker, who was on with me talking about prospecting just a few episodes ago, episode 96. When I asked Monique about accountability, she shared three very specific things that she does. Now, the first and third things that you're going to hear are about personal accountability. And then in the middle, she talks about accountability within her five-agent team. So let's listen to what she said. I will tell you that I have accountability with my team and I have accountability with other members of the Mike Ferry organization. So I have two mastermind groups that I'm a part of. Um, and I speak to each group 30 minutes each week. And these are agents that are doing what I'm doing or much, much more. So that's really, Matt, been a game changer for me to the exposure to other higher quality agents or like-minded people that have big goals and big dreams. And we just want to keep growing. Their accountability to me is pretty on a high level, you know, so it's it's personally, it's professionally, and that's really important. So that's a weekly call. Um, and then with my team, the goal is to do 20 contacts every single day. And I keep them accountable Monday through Thursday. Um, so it's a text message. Hey, who got your 20? Who got who got their 20 in? Who booked an appointment? And sometimes we'll have contests, you know, who can get the most signatures a month, you know, stuff like that to keep it fun. I've got another group of, of four guys that text each other every time we get a listing. And boy, is it infuriating, you know, when someone's like at 10 listings and you're like at two. <laughs> 
but it's, it's fun, right? It's like, I've, I've learned not to take myself too seriously. I've learned to celebrate other people and to get inspired versus to compare because we know that comparison is a thief of joy. We naturally are going to do it. It's naturally going to come, but it's like shifting that conversation in your mind to say, man, that is so awesome. You know, and if Matt can do it, like, you know, I can do it. And I wonder what he's doing and having conversations. So it's just keeping that growth mindset. Did you notice how different that is from some of what you heard earlier in this episode? For some agents and teams, accountability is like baked into the systems and processes. Team members are coaching one another, checking in on one another, and that works. And it's fantastic. But what Monique just described is really simple. You can create accountability by just having a group of four or five friends and you text each other every time you get a new listing. How easy is that, right? When you create a small group like that, pretty soon the competitive juices flow and you want to keep up. Solo agents, that might be a good place to start if you need some accountability in your business. And then even with her team, Monique talked about a simple daily text to check in. Who made their calls? Who got an appointment? It can be sophisticated and systematic, but it doesn't have to be. It can be simple as well. So there you go, 11 different super successful real estate agents and coaches sharing what accountability looks like in their businesses. Thank you to Jordan Freed, Barrett Spray, Shahida Hill, Jordan Davis, Isaac Guzman, Elmer Morales, Kimberly Meserve, Shannon Steer, Dr. Carlton Bell, Nick Crowder, and Monique Walker. Great, great stuff. I want to share some thoughts on our 100th episode coming up in just a minute. But first, let's do our takeaways segment. This is what stood out to me from episode number 100, the accountability episode. Takeaway number one, accountability isn't just about pushing yourself or your team to success. It's also about finding the motivation that will pull you where you want to go. Jordan Freed shared that great quote. If you're asking someone to give you a high level of accountability, you're not so in love with your vision that you're being pulled. Takeaway number two is another great quote. This one came from Jordan Davis. She said, accountability is about me loving somebody enough to hold them accountable before their bank account does. I think she's saying that Accountability creates the success that allows you to stay in this industry. Without it, your bank account may hold you accountable and force you to find another career. Takeaway number three, you can't do it alone, probably. Dr. Carlton Bell, a coach in the Tom Ferry system, was adamant about this. You need other people to help hold you accountable. And several other guests talked about the value of a group. Do your daily calls as part of a group. Go over your wins and losses as a group. That's where accountability happens. Takeaway number four, there are countless ways to create accountability. Elmer Morales talked about the weekly pipeline review that they do at eHomes, where calls are recorded and reviewed. Monique Walker talked about the more informal accountability partners that she has and things like mastermind groups, even a smaller group of agents that she texts with regularly. Shannon Steer and others talked about using scoreboards to create accountability. There are lots of ways to do it. Takeaway number five, my biggest takeaway, accountability 
is as foundational in real estate as marketing, lead generation, lead conversion, negotiating, and just all the other stuff that you need to do to succeed. I said this at the beginning, I believe it. The most successful agents in the industry didn't get where they are without accountability. And those are your takeaways this week. All right, if you have questions or feedback about what you heard today, there's a couple different ways you can get in touch. You can leave a voicemail or send me a text. The number to use is 415-322-3328. You can send an email to walkthrough at homelight.com or find me in our Facebook mastermind group. Go to Facebook, do a search for Homelight Walkthrough and the group should come right up. One last thing I mentioned, this is our 100th episode. Now, I don't want to toot my own horn or anything like that, but 100 is an amazing number. There's research that says 56% of podcasts don't survive past 10 episodes. Only 17% survive past 50 episodes. Now, we set out back in March of 2020 to create a show that would illustrate Homelight's commitment to you and your fellow real estate agents. We've always believed, and still do, that agents aren't going anywhere, that technology will help you, not replace you. So the goal with this show has always been to help you reach your full potential, to help you be the agent that stands out, to help you become immune to the, you know, the chorus of people and companies that say agents aren't necessary. I want to give huge thanks to three agents in particular, Julia Cunningham, Abby Walters, and Nick McGuire. You three were the first agents to either email or use our voicemail line to say that you were enjoying the show back in March of 2020. That was uh, the first feedback we got. And I got to tell you, early feedback like that kept us going when we didn't have you know thousands of followers and listeners like we do now. Huge thanks also to my fellow homelighters who helped bring the walk through to life and made sure we kept getting better. Uh, Matt Proctor was my first boss here. The entire content team at Homelight. Thanks also to Chris Enns, who uh, has edited all 100 episodes of this show to make us sound great. And most recently, great thanks to our producer, Lisa Johnson-Smith. We would not be here at episode 100 without all of you. All right, this is uh, it's starting to sound like a funeral or something, like we're shutting down, which is not at all the case. So let me wrap it up this way. Thanks to the 11 guests that you heard today, thanks to the dozens and dozens of guests who have been on the show. Most of all, thank you for listening. Whether this is your first episode or you've listened to most or even all 100 episodes, is that possible? I don't know. Thank you very much. You are the reason we do this. Here's to the next 100 episodes. All right, that's all for this week. My name's Matt McGee, and you've been listening to The Walkthrough. At Homelight, we believe in real estate agents. We're here to explore how great agents grow their business, stand out from the crowd, and become irreplaceable. Go out and sell some homes. I'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.